right, guys, what is going on today? We are going to be talking about finding and being the positive role model kind of in your, you know, 20 square feet or in, you know, in your little local community, in your workplace, uh, to your kids, in your school and wherever you're kind of able to assert influence. And this came up last night as Maria and I were watching Silicon Valley, which as you guys may or may not know is one of my favorite shows. And there was this situation where, you know, a guy, well, I don't want to ruin the show for those of you guys who haven't seen it, but, uh, you know, somebody basically puts in their letter of resignation and the boss like blows up on them and has this terrible response. And it just started to make me think, You know, we got done watching Breaking Bad not too long ago. Marie had never seen that before. And, you know, you you watch the responses that we kind of intake all the time and these TV shows. And I think a lot of it is because it's drama and having a really sound, logical, positive response to things maybe just doesn't lead to more drama. Right. We have to have these explosions. We have to have this uh, this animosity and this damaging of relationships so that we can go back later and maybe make them up and so on. But what I started to think is think about how we consume you know, what adults are supposed to do, what adults are supposed to be like and how we develop our comedy and how we develop, you know, things, what things we find funny and think about how much of a role pop culture, you know, movies, TV shows, quotes, think about the role that that plays in our, you know, subconscious and kind of how we, you know, view what's normal in interactions. You know, you hear all the time people are like, oh, it's like that movie. It's like that one TV show or they fire off a quote from Seinfeld because that's what it reminds them of. And I started to think, you know, they're really in almost any of my favorite TV shows in almost any movie that I can remember. There is almost never an optimistic, positive force in the movies. And when they are there, you like, you love them. You're like, man, like Maria's always like, oh, I love that guy. He's always so positive. And what I started to think about last night is, you know, before I came into this community, before friendship began, before I was lucky enough to be surrounded by other people who were more positive than me. And at first, you know, that was Jay and Tom. And then people started to join, you know, like Cash and like Star Fox and, you know, Mackenzie and Clark and some of these people who were just very positive people all the time. And then those positive people started to rub off and bring in other positive people. And all of a sudden, before you knew it, like you, you kind of had a community of people where, you know, you could kind of get picked up by each other all the time. And, you know, you're having a bad day and people are sensitive and empathetic to that. And they'll listen to you and they'll talk about maybe the opportunities that are sitting there that you just don't see. And I started to think about that more and more. And, and you know, as I've been involved with some other things lately, I've started to find that like we're so lucky inside of this bubble of the gym and we're so lucky to be able to feel that and see that and interact with that every day, that positivity, somebody to reframe our state of mind and the things we're struggling with somebody to look at them objectively and say like, you know, Hey, there's a silver lining here. There's a positive that can be taken away from this. This is something that most people never get. 
And you think about how many people really right now, like in your life outside of the gym, think about how many people, you know, you know, for a fact are working in working diligently on their personal development, are reading books or listening to podcasts, are interested and involved in engaging with conversations, right? We just finished our communication training yesterday. It was just fantastic. We had a big conversation about how many people are just waiting for their turn to say, I, or me, or we, and they don't really listen to you. They don't really listen to the conversation or the story that you're telling. They don't listen to the struggle you're facing because all they're thinking about doing is what they're going to say, what they're going to respond with and how they're going to have that discussion. And while they're in that process, then, you know, they, go back to whatever they want to talk about. And, you know, we had this communication process, how we as coaches need to constantly be in the state of mind, being present and aware to be able to listen, be able to soak in, ask follow-up questions and see how we can maybe reframe or help the person understand the opportunity that maybe comes from that negative situation. And that's something that is very, very challenging to do. And the only way that you can do that is if you are somebody who is working on themselves, somebody who is understands that they have flaws, understands the flaws that they have and is actively working on trying to make them better. So they don't judge you for the flaws that you have and they don't gossip and talk about you behind your back because we all know that we've all got issues and everybody's got issues. And all we can do is help our response to make it better. But what I started to think about is, you know, as I've been dealing with more, you know, teenage kids and pre-teenage kids and having a lot of these conversations lately, which made our cuts on the basketball team that I'm a volunteer coaching on. And as you start to look at these kids, it's like, you know, how many of these kids are actively engaging in positive response communication training. Like how many of them are able to take something and say, you know, not, Oh, I hate running. I hate suicides. I hate doing layup drills. I hate this. I hate that. Instead saying, this is such a great opportunity for me to get better at left-handed layups. And I'm not good at left-handed layups and I miss left-handed layups in games. And that frustrates me because that could help my team and that could help me be a better, more well-rounded player. And so the fact that coach is making me do some left-handed layups right now, this right now in this moment is the best opportunity for me to get better right now. And think about how many of us every day we come in and, you know, we have this opportunity. We look at the board or maybe we look at the workout the night before and how many of us immediately go somewhere negative right? We have a negativity bias built into us in our training game. The game you can play with yourself is how is my natural emotional response when I see workouts? How is my natural emotional response when I am faced with something that I get to do or something that maybe if we're looking at negatively, something that I have to do, right? I get to go out go to the grocery, buy healthy food, and I get to make a healthy dinner tonight. And that's amazing because there are so many places, even just in rural Ohio, where there is no healthy alternative. It's like McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and, you know, a grocery store that doesn't have, you know, fresh organic fruits brought in every single day. 
you know, they call those places food poor because, and what we see out of those places is because they don't have great available opportunities for healthy eating, they tend to make worse decisions. Those bad decisions mean that there's an obesity and a diabetes epidemic in those places, right? We start to also see what bigger problems with, you know, opioids and addictive drugs, much like better or more addiction to sugar. And we start to see these problems out there and we don't even look at the opportunities that we have. And I think it's the same thing when we start to look at what we're doing that next day. What are we doing? You know, we take a workout and today's workout's a good example, right? For those of you guys who know, like I've got kind of a long, you know, history now with back problems and it's something for me that I know right now, like I am not maximizing my ability to recover from this. So I have to be very smart with how I handle warmups and how I handle workouts. And so it's really easy for me on deadlift day today to say like, oh man, get really negative. Like, oh, that's gonna, yeah, that's gonna hurt my back. And so I'm just gonna, you know, be super negative. I'm gonna cherry pick and I'm just not gonna do this workout today. Right. As opposed to thinking like, okay, you know, my back's been a little bit of an issue. So this is a great opportunity for me to test what I'm capable of today and where I'm at with my lower back and make sure that I scale as needed. And I'm really smart in my training. I can develop my hamstrings and I can start to, you know, work on some mobility in my lower back because I've been sitting a little bit too much. And that's a, that's the best opportunity for me to get better today. Right. So I'm going to maximize that opportunity because it's the one hour that I've got carved out of this day today to improve my health and fitness. And even if I can't do the deadlifts as heavy as maybe I want to prescribed, maybe I can't even do them at all today. I can still do burpees. I can still ride the bike. I can still do these other things. I still have all these opportunities available to me and I can go up to the coach and ask him, Hey, what do you, what do you think I should do today instead of deadlifts? And they might be like, well, I want you to row or a coach might really challenge me and, you know, tell me to do something that, you know, they know I've got a huge weakness at also. And it's just another opportunity for me to get better. And these are the things that I think about when, when we bring this back to kind of pop culture, when we start bringing it back to what we consume, what we give our attention to every single day, this is our most valuable resource is your attention. And we've talked about this in the past, and this is a subtle one that I'd never really paid attention to before. But when you're watching these TV shows, people's responses are horrible, they're not good. They respond to like the most slightly negative situation the worst way possible. And whether you think about it or not, that sits into your subconscious as an acceptable, normal way to respond to something. So it was funny because one of the podcasts, Ben Bergeron put a podcast out yesterday and he was talking about how if your goal is to impact as many people positively in a health and nutrition and wellness lifestyle, then you should be ecstatic when your coaches or your members leave to open gyms. And one of the things that I have loved more than anything over the years is we have multiple different gyms that have started as a byproduct of friendship. Six gyms that I know of, if not seven, you know, hundreds of gyms uh, coming up on probably close to two or 300 gyms this year are doing the unknowns, right? We are positively impacting the community. And I've always just been ecstatic 
when, you know, one of our members, Jason Feinstein or Carrie and Adam or, you know, Zev who came for a little bit up at 184 and, you know, Chris down in Charlotte and Anthony down in Cincinnati. And when these guys, they open the gym just because they met me one time or they came to our gym one time or they came to our gym as members for an extended period of time. And they were like this, like, this is what I was missing. This is what I want. This is what this is the best thing for me in my health and fitness. And I think other people will like it too. And I've tried to, and Grant has as well, go above and beyond to help these people open their gyms. And I get ecstatic about it, but there's a problem inherent there because the natural reaction, when you look at a lot of gym owners and Ben Bergeron, I was talking about this is to kind of freak out, you know, and think like, you know, and, and he kind of talks about it as it's a natural reaction because your tribe is getting weaker and your tribe is threatened and somebody saying your tribe's not good enough. But I think that's the wrong way to look at it is we have to be thinking about your response is going to be key in that, right? Because we want, you know, we want Sayota, Jason Feinstein, you know, used to be a longtime member, goes and opens Sayota downtown. Okay. And we want him to have two or 300 members there who bud coaches and give opportunities for full-time staff to come in and be professionals and learn how to nutrition coach people, learn how to fitness coach people and do that for, you know, kids and young people. He's got a coach named Mason who I thinks his stepson and, you know, and he's a young kid and he's going to get involved with the profession from like 17, 18 years old. And now like we've got this thing where we're, we're impacting in our spider web of people we're influencing just grows and grows and grows. And it's amazing. And you never know when somebody from that gym, you know, maybe Mason, maybe somebody, maybe one of the members, they're going to move and they're going to open a gym because their, their hometown doesn't have a gym and they're going to spread that network, spread that network. And they're going to, and more and more and more people start to impact this thing. But if you're talking to certain gym owners, you're talking to certain people inside of the community, they get real negative and gossipy about that. They start to, you know, rear back. And that Silicon Valley episode last night was the same thing, right? One of the main characters hands in his resignation and immediately the main character just blows up, freaks out, right? Like, fine, F you, get out of here. You know, I don't even care about you. You're worthless, right? And we see that interaction. You're just like, man, like that's, uh, that sucks. And all of a sudden, like I, I think about this, then I think about billions is one of my favorite shows too. And the way that they fire people and move people on. And they're super like backstabby and like, you know, I'm going to ruin your life. And that whole show's premise over the last few seasons has been basically to like completely bury and ruin the life of somebody else who used to work for you, who went off and started their own shop, right? Or their own gym. It's, it's exactly analogous. And we see this tone set around us all day in pop culture, and we see these negative responses. And I think when I talk to these kids and I say things, I'm so used to being in our bubble where people are accepting of me saying, what an opportunity we have, what an opportunity we have to be around these people in this moment, in this opportunity to get better. What an opportunity we have right now to be able to afford to live in the Olentangy school district be able to have parents who can drive us and drop us off at basketball practice, be able to afford a $150 pair of LeBron James shoes, 
be able to go to a school district where you have coaches who come in and show up on time and care about you as an individual and truly want you to get better and coaches who are working on their mindset and developing that. And they're trying to start to help you work on your mindset and how you approach situations and learning to press pause and learning to move on from mistakes and learning that mistakes are a way for us to grow and get better. What an opportunity we all have to show up and work out in an atmosphere where a coach is going to support you and help you, where the people to the left and right of you are also there willing to work hard to get up early to do the uncomfortable, to improve themselves, when all day we are surrounded by people who do nothing to improve themselves who will go through years and decades to never take that step at all. And they'll consume and watch these television and movie programs all day where they're just constantly bombarded with people talking about how much their job sucks and how much they hate it and they trash it and they learn all of these negative responses all day. They learn all these negative interactions and negative you know, personal experiences. And none of these shows are teaching you how to respond appropriately and how to treat people really well and how to be happy for people. And maybe that would just make for terrible TV. Maybe, I don't know. I told Maria, I go, I wish there would be a TV show with like Tim and Brian Kite or, you know, it's like, I love, I was watching, I forget uh, who I was watching the Buckeye game with a few weeks ago. And Urban Meyer was on halftime and you just watch him and he's he's just so positive all the time. He's so excited to talk about football and that energy. And he's talking about the opportunities for these kids and how amazing it is. And, you know, all these people talking about the changes in college football right now. And Urban Meyer's got nothing but positive emotions towards it. And when you hear that, it's like to me. That amps me up as a person. I enjoy watching that. I enjoy being a part of it. It's one of the reasons I love Silicon Valley was Jared was like this super positive person who just, you know, told everybody like, let's enjoy this moment. Let's just be here and love being together as a group of people who are doing something great and amazing. And I love that character. And there's very, very few of them. And even he sort of is, is getting ruined in this season. And, you know, I think uh, I think as we start to take a couple of steps back and we start to look at where we give our attention, what we read, what we listen to, what we watch, what we accept in the people around us and the conversations that they have. You know, are you engaging in gossip about people? Are you engaging in, you know, talking other people down for the decisions they make? I saw a great quote yesterday. Somebody who's doing more and working harder than you will never talk down about you. And if you think about that, it's an interesting statement because that should hopefully, if you hear it, motivate you to try to work harder and do more because what it actually means is that the only people who gossip and the only people who hate and the only people who talk down are the people who really aren't doing anything. And in my estimation for me, those people don't matter and you shouldn't listen to them and you shouldn't give them an ounce of your time. And I think that the same thing is true when we start looking at what we consume attention wise from you know, a pop culture standpoint. And this I think is the reason I continue to home back on. Why do we talk about reading? Why do we talk about podcasts? Why do, when I hear that people do those, why do I get, I take that person in my mind to another level, right? It's almost like this understanding that, okay, this person is working on themselves. This person's 
trying to learn, trying to grow, trying to develop. And that's all I care about. I really don't care at all about if they, if they are a good person or if they're not, or if, you know, they're maybe like very new in this journey or not. The fact is that they are taking time and attention away from what is easy, what is convenient, right? So Marie and I putting on HBO or Netflix last night, they, they took time. These people are taking time away from what is easy to develop themselves, to get into a better mind space, to work on their process and their response. And to me, that elevates the person. That means that they are doing something and working harder. That means that that person is probably not going to be a person who's going to tear me down or who's going to hate on me or who's going to, you know, double think my decisions and talk behind my back, right? Because they understand how hard I'm working and they understand how hard I'm trying to develop and they understand my motivations and how hard I work to bring, you know, the best health and fitness and the best coaches and the best atmosphere to everybody who's involved with what we're trying to do. And once you start to get to this place, then you start to kind of spend time around people who aren't doing it. And it starts to kind of stick out like a sore thumb. And it actually kind of starts to like get under your skin. You like find a hard, you find it hard to spend time around people who aren't in that boat of trying to work on their responses and trying to work on their development. And a lot of times it's hard to be around them because if you're not working on those things, your negativity bias is taking over on you negativity bias and starting to allow yourself to go down that realm, to go down that boat of just being negative about everything around you. That really is just a blessing and an opportunity. And because you aren't working on it, because your attention is more on things like TV shows and gossip and talk radio, right? Listen to sports radio this week. It's just a nightmare of negativity, right? Because you're, you're giving your attention to things that are inherently negative, inherently bad responders, inherently people not working on themselves, not working hard and not doing things. You're giving your attention there. You are forcing yourself into the boat of being more negative, of accepting the negativity bias and not learning how to train your mind and train your body to force it away, to have a better response, to press pause, to sleep on it, to think about how can I de-escalate? How can I have a better communication? How can I have a better response? How can I look at this as an opportunity? How can I reframe this? How can I change my expectations? What opportunities are available to me and to the people around me that I'm just not seeing or appreciating? And when we start to get to this place and we start to see these two roads diverge, it's kind of how I look at people a little bit now is there's, there's kind of two roads, right? There's, there's the journey of, you know, personal development and improvement and trying to maximize your potential, your potential mentally, your potential physically, your potential as a family person, your potential as an employee or a business owner, whatever it is, there's, I'm working on getting better and I'm trending upwards and I'm actively trying to spend my attention on that path and journey to develop and get better. Or I'm on the other path, which is, I don't care, pay attention to what I give my attention to. It doesn't matter to me. I'm operating on default all day. I'm taking the path of least resistance. I'm not putting any effort forth into my development or my potential. And I think I've talked about this before, but now in in coaching basketball again and seeing some of this, it always reminds me there is nothing in the world that is more frustrating than wasted potential. 
nothing. There is nothing more disappointing. And when you start to live around it or you start to see it or you start to hear the statements of people and you, you, you know, you talk to teachers and they're like, you know, he's, he's such a bright kid, but he just doesn't have the right mindset. He just doesn't have the work ethic. He just doesn't have this. He just doesn't have that. When you start to hear that, that wasted potential, it's so disappointing. And it's, it's one of those things it breaks your heart to see. And how many times do you see it? Even all the way at the highest professional levels in Antonio Brown, just wasted potential because he couldn't control his response. He couldn't control his ego. He gave his attention to things like social media and advertisers, money and, you know, influence and power. Those were the things, those were the people he surrounded himself with. And those were the things that he focused on. And you counteract him with somebody like a Rob Gronkowski who surrounded himself with family and positivity surrounded himself with people who were intelligent and were working on themselves. And he didn't ever spend a game check. And you listen to him talk now and he's in this just like amazing, happy world. He retires like a five-time world champion. One of the best tight ends ever will go down into the hall of fame. He's a fantastic person on these uh, commentator shows because he's fun to listen to. He's happy. And his responses are all positive. When he talks to people, he talks about haters. He just laughs because he knows there's just no point in wasting time worrying about the haters and worrying about the people who are coming in and not doing anything because you've done everything. I've won world championships. I've been the best in the game. I've worked my tail off. I've done things smart. I've worked on my responses. Like I'm good. I don't need to worry about what other people think of me. I don't need to worry about what else is going on out there because I'll, all I can control is me and all I can control is my response to those things. And if I just don't let them bug me, then I'm good to go. So as we start watching this, and again, if you guys know, like I, I pay attention a lot to, and I read and I watch a lot about some of the most successful people in the world. And we start thinking about this, you know, I think more and more about why all of them say like they don't even own a TV. They never watch TV. And I'm getting closer and closer to feeling the way when I watch television, feeling the way that I feel when I'm surrounded by negative people. I get disinterested really fast now when I watch TV. I get like my skin crawls when there's uncomfortable situations and people's responses are so terrible. And I'm just like, if, if they would just change the way they looked at that. Like this isn't a big deal. They're just making this intentionally dramatic and it doesn't need to be dramatic. And the TV shows start to bother you and annoy you because you just realize like, it's all just, this is all just stupid. Like they're all just, they're just, you're just making this dramatic to make it dramatic. And it's not a big deal at all. And I know that sounds silly to say, but when you start to realize that you start to realize what a waste of time it is to watch a lot of that crap and how much you could be putting yourself into more positive situations where you're continually working on your response or working on your relationships and so on, so on, so on. So, you know, I know for us, we use, uh, screens, we use television, we use movies a little bit to decompress, right. Um, 
it's, it's tough, you know, when you're so social all day, you're having a lot of conversations, you're meeting with a lot of people and your brain is sort of at its decision fatigue and it's, you know, nine o'clock at night and you're trying to wait on dinner and you've got this kind of downtime. Uh, Marie and I typically just get into arguments if we start talking about stuff because we're, we're both just spent, right? And we try as much as we can to just get to a place of, you know, love and happiness. But really, honestly, it's sometimes just better to just be quiet and decompress a little bit. And so what I want to try to do or what I want to think about then is how can we do that, but in a more positive setting. And, uh, I might take a bead from Ryan, coach Ryan and coach Rye, the front desk guy. Uh, I think they listen to, uh, podcasts while they eat at night. And I think that they spend time just kind of being silent and listening, which I think is really interesting and is something that we've never tried before. So, always be thinking about where you guys spend your attention and how are you guys being somebody in your office or in your space that you guys spend a lot of your time in at your workplace? How are you being the person who is influencing or pushing the ball towards development? How many people are you asking in your sphere of influence? How many of those people are you pushing to, hey, have you read nonviolent communication? Have you read mindset? Have you read above the line? Have you listened to this podcast? Hey, I'm going to send you a little clip. I'm going to send you Justin Sue. I'm going to send you Focus 3. Check these out. I'm going to send you this guy, Jeff, in the Friendship Podcast. Maybe, maybe. And, you know, I think those are the things where it's like if, if you're that person where you can say, you can take somebody who's gossiping about somebody or take somebody and just say like, have you ever thought about how you're complicit in this? Have you ever thought about how this is a you problem? You ever thought about this is maybe something that just you're not dealing with appropriately and it's your fault or it's your problem? Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about the only thing you can control here is your response to this situation, your response to this person? Or have you ever thought about this doesn't actually matter at all in your life? So it's uh, it's one of those things where to change and move that needle is constant and it just sort of, sort of starts to ingrain who you are and it's been fun coaching young people again because I don't feel the need to dance around it I don't feel the need to worry so much about their you know emotional state like you do with adults sometimes where it's like oh should I say something like they might get mad and they might get you know they might start you know gossiping or they might they're gonna get all emotional and they're gonna do this and they're gonna do that which is all just crap right what I like about dealing with kids is you can start to see they get down on themselves for missing a layup. And I can immediately go at that kid at that moment and say, look, you're going to miss a million more layups in your life. Every missed layup that you have is an opportunity that you took and an opportunity that you get to take to get better. What you're going to do after a missed one is every missed layup, you're going to put it back up and you're going to put it in. That means that every missed layup you have, you're going to have a made layup. And it is what it is. And because of that, over time, you are going to get better at layups. There does not exist a human being, Michael Jordan to LeBron James to Steph Curry to you, that hasn't missed a million layups on their way to the NBA. That's the way of the game. So start accepting it as something that is going to happen. And the only thing that you can control is what your response is to that missed layup. I missed it. Awesome. Go up and get a powerful rebound and put it back up with aggression and intensity and make sure the next layup is better than the layup that you just did. Make sure the next layup you do has more focus and more effort and more attention and more energy. 
And if you do that every single time, you'll get to the point where you don't miss as many layups, where you're better at them. It's the only thing you can take away from this. You know, the worst thing that you can do is get down on yourself that you missed the layup, grab the ball and walk away with your head down and start negative self-talking yourself. That's the worst thing you can do because now you took a failed opportunity and you didn't capitalize on it. And somebody else, the guy next to you who does capitalize on it, they just took one opportunity to get 0.1% better than you today. So we have to control our response. We have to control how we look at this. And I hope that you guys can draw an analogy for something that you are struggling with, something that you are failing at. Because we are all struggling and failing somewhere, right? We are all in that boat right now. And all you can control is what you give your attention to. And does that make the situation better or does that make the situation worse? It's two roads. Your decisions, your attention are either making the decision or making what's going on, your outcome, your response. It's either making it better or it's making it worse. If I'm struggling with a relationship in my life and, you know, I think like, ah, maybe I should give him a phone call. You know, I haven't talked to my parents in a while and, you know, things weren't great last time we talked and holidays are coming up and, you know, I think I should give him a call and, you know, but I'm not going to do it right now. Maybe I'll do it when I get home later. Then you get home later, you start making dinner, you put the TV on, you watch TV, you go to bed, you don't call him, right? That decision right there, you just made the decision to give your attention to something that doesn't help your response. doesn't help the opportunity in front of you. The other decision is to do the hard thing. You pick up the phone in that moment right there. You give them a call. You ask them questions. How are you? It's been going on. Hey, I wasn't happy last time we talked. I don't like feeling this way. What can we do? I'd love to just get together, get some coffee, just hash it out, talk. Love to know what's going on with you in your life. That's positive. That's great. I don't always want to have these conversations be negative, right? Making that, taking that opportunity right there in front of you. That's your layup. It's right there in front of you. Don't take your ball and go home. Don't take your ball and walk away and shake your head and don't do anything about it. Grab it with intensity and put it back up and make the next one better. And I think this is so true across every aspect of our life. And so I'm so excited to have the opportunity to coach these kids Because you can think about right now in this moment, I can be somebody who can help change their lives. I can be somebody who has this amazing impact just in the way that maybe a year or two years or right now on a test helps them reframe a difficult situation, helps them reframe how they treat a girl that they're dating, helps them reframe, you know, how they're gossiping about their friends behind their back, how they are as a cohesive team unit how we talk about each other, how we grow, how we develop. And this is what I've started to think about as, you know, how I can have this impact. And it's, uh, you know, it's challenging. It's tough on my time. But again, the time that this is taking, right, is time that I would otherwise be watching television at home, right? My days are done. I organize my days to be gym from, you know, 7 a.m. to 3 or 4 p.m. By about that 3 or 4 p.m. time, I start to get to this mental foggy state where I'm not able to give very much. I'm not able to give quality. I'm not able to help other people grow and develop. I'm not able to get, you know, our coaches be better, not able to help our clients. I'm just kind of running on fumes. I'm at decision fatigue. Okay. So I need something different that I can refresh. And this practice has been something that's been great for me. And so 
this is what we think about, right? It's, do I want to watch a television show that's going to put me in more of a negative mind space? Do I want to consume a movie or, you know, listen to even music or do something that's going to maybe put me in a place where I'm not taking the opportunities in front of me to get better? Or do I want to put myself in a situation where I can help put myself in a situation where I can work on my mindset, where I can get better, where I can help others get better, where I can start that 12th step that we talked about. I can start to mentor. I can start to give my gifts away. And you guys all have this gift. If you're listening to this podcast, you have that gift to give away to people. You're there. You're taking the road. You're on the path to be able to helping. You are the person who needs the louder voice. You are the person who needs the TV show. You are the person who needs the people in your lives attention. They need to be listening to you. You need to be having the loudest voice. And if you don't, then you're, you're missing your own opportunity, but you're also causing the people in your life to miss an opportunity as well. So I hope you guys take some action on this. I hope this helps and love you guys. I'm fired up to have a fantastic week. I got a bunch of exciting stuff happening and uh, I hope you guys are as well. And we're kind of getting ready and to get into that you know, holiday season, which always fires me up as we talked about last podcast. If you guys need anything, reach out to me. If you guys need help getting through that time, reach out to me. If you guys have any situations or anything like uh, you know, this, what we talked about today that you guys need some help with, let me know. Thanks guys.